Welcome to Emily Rose Meditations. I'm your host, Emily, and today we'll be engaging Julian of Norwich to help us practice trust. This is the 74th chapter of Julian of Norwich's long text entitled Revelations of Divine Love. Take a deep breath, and wherever you are, let your shoulders relax, let your attention settle. And I invite you to open your heart to these words. For I recognize four kinds of fear. One is the fear of attack, which suddenly comes to a man through weakness. This fear does good, for it helps to purify people, just like bodily sickness or other sufferings, which are not sinful. For all such suffering helps people if it is endured patiently. The second fear is that of punishment, whereby someone is stirred up and woken from the sleep of sin. For those who are deep in the sleep of sin are, for the time being, unable to perceive the gentle comfort of the Holy Ghost until they have experienced this fear of punishment, of bodily death, and of spiritual enemies. And this fear moves us to seek the comfort and mercy of God. And so it helps us and enables us to be contrite through the blessed touch of the Holy Ghost. The third is doubtful fear. Since it leads us on to despair, God wants us to turn doubtful fear into love through the knowledge of love. That is to say, the bitterness of doubt is to be turned into the sweetness of tender love through grace. For it can never please God that his servants doubt his goodness. The fourth is reverent fear. The only fear we can have, which thoroughly pleases God, is reverent fear. And it is very gentle. The more we have it, the less we feel it because of the sweetness of love. Love and fear are brothers, and they are rooted in us by the goodness of our maker, and they will never be taken from us for all eternity. To love is granted us by nature. And to love is granted us by grace. And to fear is granted us by nature. And to fear is granted us by grace. It is fitting that that God's lordship and fatherhood should be feared, as it is fitting for his goodness to be loved. And it is fitting for us, who are his servants and his children, to fear him as Lord and as Father, as it is fitting for us to love him. His goodness. And though this reverent fear and love are not separable, yet they are not one in the same. They are two in their nature and their way of working, yet neither of them may be had without the other. Therefore, I'm certain that those who love also fear, though they may feel it only a little. Even though they may appear to be holy, All the fears which face us, apart from reverent fear, are not truly so, and this is how they may be told apart. The fear which makes us quickly flee from all that is not good and fall upon our Lord's breast like a child upon its mother's bosom, which makes us do this with all our mind and with all our willpower, knowing our feebleness and our great need, knowing God's everlasting goodness and his blessed love, seeking salvation only in him and clinging to him with sure trust. The fear which makes us do this is natural, gracious, good, and true. 
And everything contrary to this is either completely wrong or partly wrong. This is the remedy then, to recognize them both and refuse the wrong one. For the same natural profit which we gain from fear in this life through the gracious working of the Holy Ghost shall in heaven be gracious, courteous, and delightful in God's sight. And so in love, we should be familiar and near to God. And in fear, we should be gracious and courteous to God, and both equally. Let us ask God that we may fear him reverently and love him humbly and trust him strongly. For when we fear him reverently and love him humbly, Our trust is never in vain. The greater and stronger our trust in God, the more we please and honor the Lord we trust. And if we fail in this reverent fear and meek love, which God forbid we should, our trust will soon slacken for the time being. And therefore, we have a great need to pray to God that by his grace, we may have this reverent fear and meek love as his gift in our hearts and in our deeds. For without this, no one can please God. Fear often comes from a lack of control or power. In this case, speaking of our lives and of God, our fear comes from a lack of trust. If we look behind the fear of attack, the fear of punishment, the fear of doubt, we find they're all rooted in the question of whether we can trust God's goodness, God's love. We've been bandied about by life. We live in a world that is broken, and the voices of the broken people and places and situations tell us over and over that God cannot be trusted, just like the snake in the garden told us at the beginning of time. The only antidote that I've found is to continue to pray as if we trust, to continue to live and behave as if we believe God is good. It's a corollary of what Julian's been saying to us, that the only way to defeat the fiend and demons is to respond with truth speak back and act back what we know is true, even if it doesn't quite feel strong or confident or shiny. We cling to and walk in the truth, however shaky it may feel, knowing that God, in his great love, overcomes any limitation we have. Thank you for joining me today. The peace of Christ be with you.